Come in. How are you? I'm here for the job interview. And what position? Uh, I think it's like a, I think it's like a lab technician in human creation. Oh, oh, no problem. Just give me one second and I'll run down the hallway and fetch God. Jesus, who the f- is that guy? Hello. Jesus. How are you? Uh, I'm here for the job in human creation. I am God. Jesus. Come this way. Right, so, what are we working on here? This is a human. Case, five trillion, four hundred million, three hundred By the name of Aaron Rogers. Alright, and what are we throwing in the pot for this fella? Well, I've given him exceptional athleticism, strong arm, optimum height, and the ability to be better than anybody on the gridiron, and now. As part of your interview, all you need to do is just add a dash of sexy. Do you think you can handle that? Ah, yeah, no worries. Why don't you go down, get yourself a cup of coffee or something, and I'll finish this off with just a drop, just a dash of the old sexy. Thank you. I'll come back to review your work. Jesus, no bothers. Takes himself seriously, what? Well, here we go. Just a tiny bit of this yolk. Just a dash. Oh, the old sexy. Ah, Jesus, lads. I'm after lamping it into it. And how did you get on? Uh, yeah, Grant. So anyway, this fella, uh, where is he going to grow up like? Are we throwing him in like Siberia or something? Uh, no, no, no. California. Ah, Jesus. Leave a bleed now. Rogers looks lost right side of the end zone. Seconds to go. Fourth and seven for the Packers of the Chicago 48. Well, this is it, Rock, the season. His ability to throw on the move or stand in the pocket, how he just makes things happen. Left comes back to the right, pulls the ball down, spins, pirouettes, steps up to the middle, gets outside to the left, still dancing, now to the end zone. Touchdown Packers, remarkable Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Touchdown, Green Bay. What have we done? Well, to balance it off, let's make him wait a little longer during the draft uh, with a goatee he will regret. Deadly. So who's next, Sal? Uh, let me see. Uh, a man called Patrick Mahomes? No worries. Ah, Jesus! Let's go down in life out here! Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Steed NFL on Twitter. The group at UK Packers. Can we just do can we do one entrance without it descending into Oh hang on. Oh hi Steve. so can we can we just do one entrance that doesn't involve nonsense at the beginning? Yeah, I don't think we can. We tried, we were very professional for like week one. Very. 
Very professional. Very professional. Um, this is quick snap. No, quick we're not snap. even wearing quick clothes. Quick snap. Oh, hang on. Oh, you doing it? I'm doing it. I did it too. Um, so yeah, this is a great one. This we got to week seventeen, yeah. and with every week we've been chipping away at the boo birds, and I think everyone's on, um, on the bandwagon. Do you know what? I was thinking about that actually. I don't mind bandwagon fans. You know, like when we get shown on Sky Sports, Sky Sports. Um, I like the idea that more people are going to be exposed to the Packers and see them for yeah. how great they are. I don't mind bandwagon fans at all. I never understood that as well. Like you know, when people criticize other people for jumping on that team. I think if you get a historically great team who haven't been kind of a one-hit wonder, um, because you see people, haven't you, that like are going around sporting Leicester jerseys because Leicester yeah. won it that one time um, and you're like, mm, you know, maybe look into it a bit more and see the yeah. likelihood of continued bit, success. But bit, um, bit like Liverpool. Well, well, it's going to go there. Because mm. if we got people, people <laughs> uh, are going to hate this. Well, no, I, I agree. With, no, I agree with that. Um, I am sorry, Liverpool fans. I didn't mean that. I am a Man United fan, so I'm just jealous. Oh, uh, man, scum! But, but, no, but this, but, the no, <laughs> but well, what I was gonna, what I was gonna say is, right, when we on. were young lads. Mm. We started supporting Man United because yeah. they were good at the time. Yeah. You go back a generation before that, people were supporting Leeds. Right? Yeah, and Liverpool. And it's great yeah. to see them back. By the way, they're amazing. Yeah, they're my second favorite team. But anyway, leaving that aside, I think it all does depend on. Who's good when you're little? Because you take them on. And if not, you get bandwagon fans then to take on a team that happened to be doing well at the time. We know this fully from being Leinster supporters for all those years. Mm. I mean, you look back when Munster were in their pomp, Munster were winning everything. You had a lot of fans in Leinster we used to call Lunster fans because they were all from <laughs> Leinster supporting Munster. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't mind that because when it ended up happening is when Leinster became good again, you got a load of bandwagon fans, uncouth bandwagon yeah. fans. But still, we'll take it. They sell jerseys. They yeah. buy them. Well, and as well as that as well, with the United thing for us was always about the history because I was only looking at, uh, this is really off the rails, we're like, you know, a quarter of the way through the quick snaps and uh, we're, we're not even talking about it. But I remember um, as a kid loving the Beatles and I saw a Beatles hoodie and it brought me back to listening to it on cassette show in a rage. And then with the Man United thing, I mean, we looked into the history like Busby's Babes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I know you said we got into it because of that, but that's what intrigued us. Kind of like the Packers journey, really. You look into it, you see greatness at present and then you look back at the greatness of the past yeah, well, you want some heritage as well you don't mm. want one hit wonders because it's there's something very nice of being wrapped up in all that sort of lore um, yeah maybe it's just the history lovers in us but there we go yeah big um, big history lovers big because we're patties and that's what happens there you, you look out the window and you see a field being marked out by a wall that's been built by hand you know so many years ago um, if your relatives are still around because of the famine uh, which people like to take the mick out of because we're Irish but anyway there's a lot at stake in this game let's get on to this Bears game there's a lot at stake the Packers need to win this game or uh, San Fran to beat the Seahawks to get the number one seed so there's two scenarios that are kind of clear cut one um, we win then it's the case closed or we lose and San Fran beat the Seahawks and we get the number one seed it's weird that the Saints for the number one seed don't need to do anything for us if those two scenarios happen. Um, now, if the Packers lose and the Seahawks and Saints win, we're the number three seed, which is a right yeah. kick in the snowballs, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, um, it really is. And then if we lose and the Saints lose, but the Seahawks win, well, then we're the number two seed with the possible first round opponents for us being the Bears, Cards, Rams or Bucks. And it has to be said, Daryl, I mean, the Bears can clinch a playoff berth if they win against us or uh, the Arizona Cardinals lose to the Rams. So there's a lot at stake for them as well. It's in their hands too. Uh, yeah, to well, that's what's kind of annoying me is that, you know, this is only a divisional game. We should, you know, this shouldn't be something we're worried too much worried about. But what annoying me about it is I prefer any other team to the Bears because mm. the Bears are up for it against the Packers day in, day out, regardless. 
What's really killing me about this is that they have still something to play for other than just taking the joy of beating us. And yeah. I'm a bit worried about it, purely because it depends on, again, what Bears team turns up. I mean, the last game was a lovely 40-burger for us. Um, they were missing a few players. Trubisky, to be fair, has just been getting better as the mm. season goes on. And he's only, you know, people are, I'm, I'm sort of wondering, is he on form or is he finding form? Because he's playing pretty well lately. Yeah. That's a worry. So we just have to cut into the podcast and just say that uh, there's a rally championship going on outside Daryl's house at the moment. So uh, we'll see what it sounds like on playback, uh, but it shouldn't uh, hurt your ears all that much. So um, back to this game again, kind of like you alluded to, this is a divisional game. So we can go into, you know, really quickly the metrics here. So the points per game, Packers are first. Yards passed per game, Packers are top 10. They're ninth rushing yards per game. They're eighth passing yards allowed per game. They're sixth. Um, the overall PFF rank, they're first, with the Bears being 12th. The Bears rank in the late 20s or sort of late teens in an awful lot of categories. With points per game, they give up 23.7. Now, we put over 40 on them the last time we faced them in week 12. Um, but we can look at all these metrics and go down to passing yards per game, they're 22nd. Um, rushing yards per game, they're 24th. We can do all of this exercise, Daryl, but at the end of the day, does it matter? Because it's a divisional game. There's a lot to play for for the Bears. I mean, they started off the season quite well. What were they, 5-1? and one? Uh, Then they yeah. went on a six-game skid, and then they won their last three Um so, you know, th this is a team as well. If you read, and I've been like painfully going through uh, bears.com and they're going into all of the nuances and the last time, like for instance, Sunday will mark the ninth time uh, since the merger uh, that they've went and a game's kind of been on the line. They've been four and four in those. So they haven't had an awful lot of success. But one of the stuff that stood out for me was the quotes from Bears players. And from whatever you can read into it is that they're saying that they're up for this game. The whole building is energized and actually one of their coaches said that they're going to get around the ball like a bunch and this is a quote a bunch of crazed dogs so this is going to be a dogged nice. game um, and yeah I think so well they're looking at so we're looking at in other words it's worse for us to lose this because we have so much at stake in other words we think we're top dog now we think we've done it all we need to do is put away the bears you know and it's going to be fine if the bears win this they've turned their season around you know they've gone on a skid this is a redemption story for them they, there is an awful lot more at stake for them. In other words, we just need to do what we should do. Yeah. But if they overturn us, which they could, um, you know, but I, I always look at the, you know, looking at all the, the stats is one thing, but I like to go to the bookies because let's face it, that's where the money is. And they're giving us a nine point win. And we've got a 76.27 chance of winning the game. But again, that all goes out the window if Bears show up. Yeah. And, they, and look, this has happened before where... You know, we only need to look into recent Packers history to see teams that got hot late. Um, you know, obviously the yeah. obvious one is the Giants, but there are teams that are like this can get hot. They have a little touch of the rubber green, you know, the magic, and then all of a sudden they can put you away in big games. Now, the Packers have been quite successful when they come up against the Bears and sort of high-octane, um, high-stakes things. Now, they did you know do the business on us a couple of years ago but anyway we won't go there we only have to look at the dagger play um, mm -hmm. and recent games like that to see the success that we had against the Bears the interesting dynamic for this game for me and I know you want to talk about snackety snacks uh, snacks Harrison being signed nom 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 uh, but an interesting one for this is all of the records that could be broken in this game so Adams has 109 catches uh, 1,328 yards and 17 touchdowns but he only needs 
four catches to surpass Sterling Sharp's record of 112, which is set in 1993. Yeah. Um, 192 yards, which seems like it's kind of out of reach, uh, to top Jordan Nelson's yardage record uh, set in 2014, and two touchdowns to beat Sharp's record of 18 from 1994. So anytime you mention the name Sterling Sharp and just how prolific he was, mm. um, well, then it's a good thing. And we have to remind ourselves that Adams missed week three and four with a hammy injury. So the fact that he's putting up these sort of uh, crazy numbers now they asked Aaron Rodgers about it and they said here what do you think about these stuff for Devante and breaking all these records and he said look I don't focus on them um, but I wonder is that true Darrell as a human can you see those records and how close you are and not force the ball at times yeah I think so I think that's definitely true and definitely true of Rodgers I mean look at the records he's just toppled recently enough so it's one of those things he's going to want to throw the ball to Adams it's simple yeah. as that he's going to want him to get these records the same way as Adams wanted to catch those balls from Rodgers so it's in a way what was and, and going back to Adams if you look at the, the last game against the Bears we had Sauvage it's Sauvage Jair, Jair Alexander those three particularly had great games if they just continue that route against these guys they like playing the Bears obviously yeah and they're not going to be they're not going to be put out by this. They're going to be up for it too. We took the ball away a lot from Trubisky. We had an absolute field day the last time uh, we played them, 41-25. But again, we were 27-3 in the second quarter. Um, mm-hmm. So we we effectively put the game away at, at half time. You know, four touchdowns for Rodgers, 132.3 passer rating. Um, and he's on the cusp of an MVP. Now, Mahomes is not going to play in the Chiefs game, which a good performance from Aaron Rodgers would all but seal the MVP, which Rodgers said was important to him. Notable as well, he was on the Pat McAfee show and, you know, he broke the record for the most touchdowns by a player in a stadium, which is Lambeau Field. He took that over from Brett Favre, um, which is incredible in itself because Brett Favre, as we all know, was the Iron Man. Yeah, so prolific. And, yeah, and prolific and just durable. You know, the guy would never, his father passed away and he's still out, you know, throwing touch TDs for the uh, Tuds, as they call them nowadays, against the Raiders in that game. Um, so for him, you know, 4,059 yards, a completion percentage of 70.3 which is better than his other franchise record of 68.3 in 2011. Um, so again, just unbel- 44 touchdowns. So he only has one more touchdown uh, to get to 45. Um, and, you know, three touchdown passes for his 12-3 TD game of the year to join Tom Brady uh, with that marker. Um, so, I mean, he's on the cusp of some records himself, but uh, sort of as we've seen with all... Packers seasons where they've gained success there has to be that little bit of GM magic and that comes in the form of Snacks Harrison here Daryl yeah. um, excited about it sort of apprehensive yeah, because well, let's face it he was on the practice squad or for the Seahawks well, I mean what are we looking at here well I'm I'm kind of hoping we're getting a guy in with a chip on both shoulders so he'll be nice and well balanced after his Seahawk experience I mean he was uh, you know le- just leaving him sitting on the bench I mean what he basically said I think firstly he didn't want to be picked on a waiver he wanted yeah. to choose his own destiny and then I think he realised well that hasn't has no hope of that happening he's going to get picked on waiver and then he released a little list of the teams he'd be willing to go to and yeah. thankfully thankfully we're on it like thanks snacks um, but like what, what sort of got me was I think they're looking towards the playoffs I mean he's not going to play now um, because of the COVID um, list so he'll be on that and you know he'll play, he will be he will be available for the playoffs but it's, it's interesting that we get him and I, I see the point you know 
he's good at stopping the run. We mm. don't want a sack artist. We've got plenty of them. But stopping the run is most certainly something that we yeah. want to do. And that's key for us. So if, if we get him in and if he's fired up to show the Seahawks in particular, look what you left sitting on the bench. Look what I can do when I'm put in with a team that are able to mix it for a Super Bowl. So I'm excited because I actually think we've got a really, really heavily motivated player that I think will hit the ground running. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I just... I want to get this game out of the way so we can focus on the playoffs. It's kind of one of those things where we've already assumed, yeah, we're getting the bye, yeah, we've got we've got first place, yes, we're going to have home advantage. Hmm. So, But I, I'm looking forward to him being in the mix because there's a guy that has all this motivation already. Yeah, well, the thing that kind of concerned me was is that uh, the quotes that came out from Pete Carroll, because Pete Carroll said mm. he spoke with him and he said, yeah, he's done. Um, which makes me think, like, did he pull a Rob Gronkowski? And if anyone wants to know what I mean by that, let's just remind ourselves of this Rob Gronkowski diddy from um, recently. You guys almost All right. the same I, I'm not sure about that story, but I did have a career-altering trade, almost a career-altering trade, and it was about two years ago. I was actually traded to the Detroit Lions, and I called up, and I got the phone call, and this was I was contemplating if I should retire or not about two years ago, and I was like, you just traded me to the Lions? I go, oh, I'm retired. Like, I don't know how that trade can go through, and then two days later, the trade never went through. Can you believe that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to trade yeah. you? Yeah, I got traded. I what told that story wrong? before last year. I've never heard that. Yeah, and I I was like, oh, no, I'm retired. How can you train me? <laughs> and I stayed on the Patriots. No, It's just amazing. Do you know what makes it funnier is that it starts off like a normal bloke, but then the, ah, yeah. it's like, you like gold? You know, it's, it's very... Yeah. Uh, well, it's one of those things, you, you still wouldn't laugh at the Gronk, though, if, you know, you said, Jesus, where'd you get that laugh? Um, he would pull your arms out of their sockets. But yeah. um, put it this way, if they were going to trade me to the Lions, I also would have retired. <laughs> Many people have. I mean, just go back to their history. Uh, you know, Barry retired, uh, Megatron retired. I mean, all their best players decided just to can it and just leave early. Yeah. I mean, it has that kind of yeah. effect on people. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so funny. I mean, so candid. You don't get that. I mean, that comes with a certain level of IQ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, not talking a good yeah. one. Um, Do you have yeah. sentences? Yeah. Oh, you have sentences. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it, but I, I, there is a bit to that, all right. There is a little bit of he was probably playing mind games a small bit. Mm. Um, but to be fair to him, he wants to play for, he wants to play, as he said, I want to play for a team that's in contention, but I also want to play. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's we're good that we're on the receiving end of this type of nonsense because, like, how many years ago? that we had Martellus Bennett and he decided that he had a shoulder injury and that yeah. he wouldn't play and then all of a sudden he ends up on the Patriots actually speaking of. Um, so yeah, look, it's it's players do this, I guess, and they jump on. We talked about fans jumping on the bandwagon but there's certainly a player jumping on the bandwagon that he could end up with a Super Bowl um, appearance. But look, as you want. said... Let's face it, as, uh, you know, we said already these people are humans. They want to play for the best. It's like everyone mm. does, even in your own job. You want to work for the best team yeah. that you can. You want to work, you want to get on, you want to have that on your CV and all these players want that too. Especially, I mean, he, you know, I was going to say he's ancient but let's face it, he's only 32. But in playing terms, yeah. he's ancient. He wants he wants to end his Wikipedia page with something positive, you know. Yeah, and have Super Bowl champion on the on yeah. the thing. But look, I mean, that that's an awful lot to be said for the likes of P, the PR that the Packers are getting here because... The, the Packers, Green Bay was a swarm for years now of Aaron Rodgers is hard to deal with. He doesn't get along with the coaches. When a new coach comes in, he's going to give him a hard time. You know, there's a poison in the locker room. Demarius Randall's leaving, taking shots at the team. Uh, you know, Jermichael, Min Jermichael Finley and uh, Greg Jennings come out again and put the team on blast after Tyler Dunn releases that hit piece yeah. uh, with, with a ton of anonymous sources. So it seems like there's been... And then the whole talk about Gudekunst, he gets rid of players that aren't a good influence. We have to... We can go back even further to the O-line when they're talking about... 
uh, you know, TJ Lang and Josh Sitton and the fact that they weren't good uh, people to be around, you know, and it just goes back for so long about this sort of discontent. And that's the one thing that you see uh, sort of touted about that Super Bowl, Brett Favre, uh, Ron mm. Wolf team is that he came in and cleared out all the nonsense and reinstated a good winning locker room, brought in Reggie and, you know, the rest is history. And to a degree, you know, it took a while for that to kind of clear. And I don't want to get ahead of myself here because we haven't won the Super Bowl. We're still fighting for the number one seed. But it's it's nice that you have players that will say they're retiring and then bingo a tweet to end on the Packers because it seems like despite the fact that the weather is horrendous, the playing conditions are horrendous. Because like, look, at Aaron Rodgers talked about it and they said, because Pat McAfee said to him here, you know, do you ever get you because let's not forget Aaron Rodgers is a California kid you know mm, yeah, now yeah. I know he's been yeah, in Green Bay for probably longer than his playing career elsewhere and all that kind of gear but you know he said that Aaron, to Aaron Rodgers his mindset is is that he just knows it sucks less for him than it does other teams because when they start getting beat they get defeated then and their morale goes down and they just want to get back in a warm bus and go home um, so that's the same here look you you have a player now that will come to Green Bay to play in those conditions having not been used to it and it's nice to be on the receiving end of some nice press. Yeah, I think that's true. You, you know? can't add, and you know what breeds good dressing rooms? A nice, happy dressing room is winning, you know? And one yeah. of those things of uh, long may this continue because the dressing room, there's obviously, there is going to be issues there regardless. But when you start losing, a lot of that stuff comes out. Yeah. But when you're winning, things tend to go very nicely. And Ali Guller Solskjaer, Solskjaer said something interesting in an interview there a couple of months ago. And he basically said about, you know, discord in the camp and he said I'd rather have a hole in my squad than an asshole and I think he was right <laughs> he's got that point where he's going I don't care what this how good this guy is we're not mm. bringing him in if he's going to cause trouble in the dressing room and you know there's a lot of that feeds into sort of a team dynamics but and at the minute everything's going well it looks rosy yeah. and if a guy's willing to come to as you say come to Green Bay like that he obviously has sources on the inside he's obviously knows some of the guys mm. in the dressing room already he'll have asked around and this is what he thinks is his best fit so yep Agreed, okay. yeah. Uh, so again, long way away from the talk of coaches not even speaking to each other. Uh, you know, Mike Pettin oh, yeah. having to let, uh, you know, I can't help you uh, out of the building because it just wasn't working. So yeah, look, it's great. Another thing that's great actually, and I guess we can end on this, is that uh, Devontae Adams has gone into the 99 club on Madden, uh, yeah. which is which is great. Um, do you ever play Madden? Do you ever get a chance with the Chisers? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm not yeah. very good at it. Yeah, but, I don't. You yeah, know. I'm the same. Yeah, I don't get a chance really uh, either to to hit Madden. But it's the notable players that he joins is Aaron Donald, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Paddy Mahomes, and Stefan Gilmore and Travis Kelsey. My question is though, if Paddy Mahomes is in the '99 club and Aaron Rodgers is the front runner to the MVP, should they not be banging Aaron Rodgers into the '99 club as well? Because currently he's on '95. Which, well, it's embarrassing for them if they don't. Yeah. It'll be embarrassing. So sort that out. Yep, so Packers have five players currently rated over 90. Uh, David Bakhtiari, 96. Uh, Jair Alexander, 93. Aaron Jones, 90. Rogers, as I said, 95. And now Devontae Adams at 99, which is a slight, to be honest, because, let's face it, he should be on 100. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there we go. I, get, I guess that uh, does the quick snap. So are we both saying then that we get the win against the Bears? Yeah, I I think we're going to get the win. I don't think it's going to be a, a two-quarter wrap-up. This is going to drag out a small bit. It could be messy. We'll get dragged into the trenches by them, but I still see us winning by at least five points. Yeah, I'm hoping for the win as well. I would say just from instinct that it's going to be a pretty tough game just because it's divisional yeah. and it always is. Even yeah. though Week 12 seemed easy, uh, there's a lot to play for in this. 
But again, the Packers have Corey Lindsley back. Uh, they're doing really well on the O-line. They could break more records there with a 0-1 sack game as well. If they if they do that, they're breaking a franchise record. I think it's, yep. it's something silly like they haven't set that amount of 0 or 1 sack game since 2004 uh, where they had a team high of 13. So if they can keep him clean, uh, they can get at Trubisky again and rattle him. Well, then I think yep. that we have a comfortable win. That's the way it should be a comfortable win, but it's totally not going to be a comfortable win, I don't think. But anyway, there we go. That's quick snaps quick snaps for the podcast and uh, we'll uh, talk to you after we secure the number one but we're going to have to think of something to do in the bye week I'm hoping yeah don't worry I think we have a few things up our sleeve I think we do. we'll um, we'll get something out but um, happy new year to all our listeners yeah. um, we won't I think we won't talk about 2021 being new or this that and the other or turning over a new leaf because I don't trust it and until someone sends me its terms and conditions I'm not quite sure I'm going to sign up for 2021 yeah. we're just going to have to wait and see okay we skip right to 2022 here on the UK yep. all depends all depends <laughs> Grant right anyway go pack go from you and me happy new year to everybody thanks everybody for listening uh, jump onto that patreon.com forward slash UK Packers if you want to be in the merch draw uh, as we speak over the Atlantic Ocean there's a massive big bag of merch there's in fact a whole FedEx plane just devoted to UK Packers merch so there will be an unboxing video coming to YouTube very soon once that lands at the HQ until then happy new year uh, stay safe stay healthy uh, you know all that those cliches like I hope you're being positive and staying negative blah 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 but anyway there you go go pack go talk to you after the win <laughs>